It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for joining us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Nordall's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. Cleveland Cavaliers fans, thanks for joining me for another edition of That's Rather Cavalier, Cleveland Cavalier podcast brought to you by the FSSN Family First, Fans First, I'm sorry, Sports Network. Um, I'm Tate, your host, one of the one of three, one of the triumphant trio, BP and Big G are not here with me today. We all kind of getting back, it's been about a week since we've been with you, we all getting back from Memorial Day break and all that kind of stuff like that. So I wanted to get at you real quick. Uh, give the fans some, keep, keep the content going. We'll be back together, I believe, probably Wednesday, Wednesday evening for uh, NBA NBA Finals preview show. Real quick, talk about some cast stuff and get into the NBA Finals. But today, this is episode six of our of our player player breakdown for the Cleveland Cavaliers we've been doing obviously five before this and today's episode I'm going to talk about Isaac Okoro is Okoro a long-term fit for the Cleveland Cavaliers 
Is he going to be that guy that's going to be playing the, the small four position, the three position? Uh, so we're going to go inside Okoro's, inside the numbers and things like that. Uh, for this past season, the 22-23 season, Isaac Okoro averaged 6.4 points, 1.1 assists, and 2.5 rebounds. His usage, usage rate was 12.6. He had a 34.8 three-point percentage, which that's up a little bit. So he's getting better there. And I think Okoro will always be challenged offensively somewhat because, I mean, he's probably the fifth option on that team. I mean, you look at all the, all the other starters, Jared Allen, Mobley, Garland, Mitchell, and then probably Levert would be another option over Okoro, even though Okoro's a starter most times. So, but we're here to talk about Okoro. I mean, I think what Okoro did this season, I think he he showed a little bit of growth. Keep in mind, it was hard to, even for guys like Evan Mobley, to show that second-year jump or Okoro to show that third-year jump because the team the team dynamic changed when you bring in a player, when you bring in a player like Donovan Mitchell. Just the gravitas and the player that Mitchell is, the offensive force that he is, him being on the court and being being the main guy is going to take away from other players. I mean, and then behind Donovan Mitchell, you had Darius Garland, who's going to be that second guy. So you know the the, the shots the shots were few, opportunities were few, but what Coro has to do is get better at what the team needs him to do. He's a great defender. Uh, mostly on ball. I don't know if he can go up to the to the four to to guard fours. Maybe some threes might be too big. Some small fours might be too big. But he's a good on ball defender. He causes havoc. Um, I feel like he did the best job against Jalen Brunson in the last in the last playoff series. The last time we saw the Cavs play, uh, Okora was doing a very good job on Brunson. So him him as a as a defender on ball is really good. He uh kind of covers for Garland and Mitchell both because Okoro theoretically play the toughest offensive assignment, wing assignment on any team. So that's what he's good for. Um, he's a strong, he's a strong player. I like that. What he needs to get better at, and he did get a little better this year, is the opportunity three catch and shoot three pointers. Those opportunities he gets to knock down three point shots. We probably would like to see him up around 36 37 ish percent maybe taking a few more game because opportunities are there i would really like to see him do that um i said he averaged i believe two point two point five rebounds a game i think he can up that rebounding average i ideally i like to see him up around five or six rebounds a game i think but i think that that may come with just more playing time but he would get more playing time if he becomes a better shooter because sometimes he'll take him off the court because the defense isn't playing him and he's not a plus shooter. So if he gets his if he gets his shot going, his shooting better, those open opportunities, I think his rebound will go up because he'll get more minutes. Uh <clears throat> I'd like to see him do more off the bounce when when guys do, when he starts hitting the shot and guys do close out on him, he'll be able, he'll be able to, to dribble drive to the hole and create, you know create opportunities for for to score at the basket or to kick out for open three-point shots or dump off to one of the bigs you know so the, the assists will go up he averaged 1.1 assists per game 
those assists will go up automatically too just with those so it sounds like to me and even talking hearing myself talk out loud it's all predicated on the actual shot so if okoro improves his shot he'll get more playing time defense will have to react to him he can drive to the basket he can pass he can he can go to the basket and score i mean that that will open up a whole lot of things in his game and the cleveland cavalier offense now isaac okoro what do we uh think about his potential ceiling and his, and his floor what is it so far he's been hanging around the floor ever since he's been in the league he hasn't even scratched his ceiling i think a player comp as a ceiling i have isaac okoro comparable with uh jimmy butler i'm old enough to remember jimmy butler in his early days in chicago when he was kind of a player like isaac okoro i mean he was a he was a late round, late first round draft pick. I believe like pick number 30, something like that. And he was just a, 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 a defender, a tough guy, a hustle guy. That's who Jimmy Butler was. Jimmy Butler has has added to his game over all these years. I believe he's like in year 12 in the league. But he's added to his game since, since he's been in the league. And he's become that player. And that's the ceiling for Isaac Okoro. Now, if we talk about the floor... Have the floor being something somebody like PJ Tucker for the 76ers. PJ Tucker has been a basketball lifer, he's been around a long time. Before he was in the NBA, he played overseas. So he didn't he didn't get the opportunity initially to play in the NBA. So PJ Tucker is the is the floor comp. He hits open threes. He's a great plus defender. He's big enough and strong enough that he can guard up where a coral can't. PJ Tucker can can guard a four and, and even guard a five in a pinch to be physical with that five and stuff like that. But he's a great defender, great team player. That's who P.J. Tucker is. And I think that's who Isaac Okoro is more likely to be, someone like that. But that's his floor. And he needs to – P.J. Tucker shoots the corner three very well. I don't know his exact percentages, but he always gets that shot and he's always willing to take it. I mean, because you, hurt, you actually hurt the offense when you pass up those shots and you don't take them. I mean, so you need to take him. So I think Isaac Okoro can be a P.J. Tucker type. That's what we're looking for him to be. Um, going into next season, I think the Cavs, he, he, he could get his fifth-year option. I don't know if the Cavs extending this summer. I think they wait to see how he does. And then maybe going into next offseason, the 24-25 season, They'll uh, match any offer if they want to keep him that, that he may get from another team. I think he will also be helped as the whole Cavs team will is by um, picking up the pace on offense. The Cavs really need to do that. The Cavs were a top defensive team in the league. I believe they gave up 102 points a game, um, but they didn't score much more than that. And that was their, their problem. I think the guards for the Cavs, Mitchell and Garland both like to like to come up the floor with the ball and slow it down and get the work about 16 in that two-man game between the two of them. Well, that fails, fails to get everybody else involved, help them get a rhythm going. That's including Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Isaac Okoro. So what I'd like to see the Cavs do, and Okoro is equipped for this as long as as well as Evan Mobley, is getting the defensive rebound, which they both need to get more of next year, Mobley and Okoro. And just and just start to start to pace the offense, start to break, dribble up, let's go. You know, 
that's kind of what they need to do and get into their offense earlier in the shot clock. Instead of getting to it, starting stuff up around 14 seconds in the shot clock, start stuff around 17, 18 seconds in the shot clock. Get going. Create more opportunities. Get more shots. Get Because we already said Donovan Mitchell has the has the, the the gravitas and he's the center of the cast office of the universe that he he dominates he dominates the offensive sh- shot selection he and Darius Garland have the ball in their hands hence the highest higher usage rate but Okoro and Mobley and those guys look at their opportunity uh, more opportunities for everybody by running and pushing the pace and that's what they need to do that's what I like to see the Cavs do I uh, hope JB Bickerstaff brings in an office of mind this offseason they did lose a coach, uh, Antonio Lane. Maybe they replaced him with an offensive guy who really knows uh, NBA offense. I think that's what they need to do. And we'll see what that looks like. And we'll be coming to you with much more content on the That's Rather, Rather Cavalier podcast. Like I say, BP and Pepper Pike, Big G and myself, will be back for a finals preview show. And while before I, before I go, let's talk about last night's uh, – Celtics heat game. The Celtics had the first opportunity to be the first team to come back from a from a 0-3 deficit to come back and win a series. They had the chance. They the first one of those teams that they came back from 0-3 to tie it 3-3. They were the fourth team to do that. The other three teams that uh, actually did it were playing on the road in Game Seven. The Celtics had had the opportunity to play home in Game Seven and. They kind of just laid the egg. They kind of played like they played in game three. Uh, I felt like they lacked energy, lacked defensive hustle, and, and you know, want to. Uh, Jalen Brown was a turnover machine. Obviously didn't help that Jason Tatum hurt his ankle on the first play of the game, twisted it real bad. You can see it affect them all night. I think the Boston Celtics, credit goes to the Miami Heat, though, before I even talked about the Boston Celtics. Credit go credit goes to let's start at the top. Credit goes to Pat Riley. Credit goes to Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, Udonis Haslam. Those are the guys that build the Heat culture. Those are the guys that build the Heat culture they built the uh the toughness eric spoltress is probably one of the top two or three coaches in the league pat riley is a great gm and again i'm old enough to remember when pat riley was coaching the showtime lakers with magic johnson kareem abdul jabbar james worthy and those guys and the style was 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 showtime was running high pace Fast break basketball. Went to a lot of finals. And then I then I remember when Pat Riley transitions went cross cross coast to coach New York Knicks. He never got a championship with New York, but those New York teams were tough. They were built around Patrick Ewing, players like Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, John Starks. Those teams made it to the Eastern Conference Finals several several times, and to the finals once where they lost to Houston, when I John Stark shot them out of Game Seven down in Houston. But uh, yeah, so Pat Riley always builds winners. Then when he went to Miami, he was an executive. 
he, he actually came down and coached the first came down from the executive uh suite to coach take over for Stan Van Gundy. He was doing all these games on on uh TNT. We listened to him last night during the Celtics game. Took over Stan Van Gundy, the team with Shaq and D Wade, and they actually they actually won the championship. So and then he just built that culture. He built those teams around Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway. And you still see him him and Alonzo Alonzo Mourning seem to be inseparable. We'll always see those guys together. Every 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 time it's a Miami Heat game, you see Pat Riley sitting sitting right next to Alonzo Mourning. But yeah, so and he's he's built he's built a culture in Miami. They don't just go for great players, they go for great character guys, uh great guys, guys with great work ethic. And all those things like that. And that's important in the basketball organization. And that's what I like to see the Cavs do. I think Kobe Altman has built something good. I think JB is a is JB Bickerstaff is a good coach. Is he the coach for the Cavaliers? Yet to be seen. We'll see how they do this season coming up. But I do like what the direction the Cavs are going. They need to get a couple guys, the some Miami type guys, some guys that's gonna bring some some character and toughness. And speaking of Kent. Can't speak in Miami, even though he didn't contribute at all last night. Kevin Love. Kevin Love is 5-0 in Eastern Conference Finals. Kevin Love, Kevin Love has never has never lost the playoff series that he's been in since he's been in the Eastern Conference. So shout out to Kevin Love, and maybe he'll get another ring with the Miami Heat. We'll see. We'll dissect and break all that down coming up in our next episode. But I'd like to thank you guys for joining us. Joining well, joining me today, not us, just me on this on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. And we'll be coming back at you soon. Uh, please like and follow on 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 Spotify, on Stitcher, on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you get your audio podcast. All you gotta do is search FSSN Cleveland Cavaliers, and you'll find us. And we appreciate you. So like. Subscribe, follow, and tell a friend to tell a friend. And for for myself, Tate, I'm going to holler at you on our next episode. Appreciate you listening. Peace.